Here's a question for you. Why are so many of our government agencies failing us on a daily basis? I mean, it's getting worse by the year. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to a very busy edition, the Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Once again, a big thank you to Jim Calhoun, who was really struggling, I know, with health issues to still come through and help me out on yesterday's program. Had he told me in advance that he wasn't feeling that great, I would have figured a way to get it done. But once again, just a great thank you to to Jim Calhoun. Well, today as I'm preparing this program, I have a number of news stories and things that I really want to share with you to give you some insight on some of the things that I see happening today. Some failures of government, some failures of government agencies, law enforcement agencies, agencies that we depend upon are increasingly getting a pass to be mediocre and really not service. And there's some common threads where you find these particular issues in abundance, and I'll get into that in just a little bit. As I'm starting the program today, and remember, I have to record this program in advance in order to be distributed in a timely manner to some of the radio stations. And I'm watching the the jury reaching a their idea of a verdict on the Parkland shooter situation, Nicholas Cruz who pled guilty several years ago to what happened at the Parkland School in in 2018. And remember, many of you remember that, that on February the 14th, uh, Nicholas Cruz entered the Parkland School and started uh, basically shooting and killing students. We also know a few failures there, too, that don't seem to get mentioned. And we're going to talk about the failures. Look, I'm not excusing... I'm not excusing Cruz at all in any of this. Believe me, Nicholas Cruz did a heinous crime, and, and the jury seems to concur with that from what I'm already seeing. But we need to look at some of the systematic failures that occurred along the way in Broward County, which I called several years ago Coward County. Their woke Democrat sheriff's office had worthless officers that did not want to intervene, that delayed, that waited. Kind of sounds like what happened in Texas. And they're just now getting around to suspending the officers that failed their community, that refused to go in and take out a shooter and let people die. That's what happened in Broward County. Like I say, that doesn't excuse what happened, but just understand, a woke sheriff's office run by a idiotic Democrat politician has deputies that are worthless and did not intervene. They refused to. They were too scared. Well, if you're too scared to do the job, go find another job. We hire you. You said you would be there to serve and protect and defend you lied. You just wanted a paycheck and you thought being at a school would be easy duty. You know, in Yuval, Texas, they have their own police department for the school system. And I thought, I bet you these officers think, hey, small town, Texas, this is an easy job. We just show up for work and we get all these extra holidays off because just like the school, 
You know, they get every holiday off. They get part of the summer off. We, we're going to have easy duty. And so that's what happened in Texas. A bunch of lazy officers, and I'm going to just call them out. A police chief that, you know, didn't, he had to wait an hour or two to think about what to do. They all did. They never, they had to wait for some other agency, the Border Patrol, a guy from Border Patrol to come in there and take the shooter out because the police department run by the school failed to do their job and never intended to. They always assumed that they'd have an easy job. They'll never have to deal with even pulling their gun out of their holster. They failed and they failed miserably. And it took till what, yesterday to finally suspend some of these people? And they're allowing this one guy to retire? Retire from what? Retire from being a failure. And he gets paid to be a failure. They should take his pension. Because he never intended to protect that school. They all believe they had an easy job. And this is part of the problem we find often, especially within government. People that don't take responsibility and are never held accountable, especially at the federal level. It's hard to get fired out of the federal government, even if you're an incompetent. Christopher Ray is still in charge of the FBI. The man should be in prison, not running the FBI. The FBI has become the Gestapo, the, the Stasi for, for the Biden administration. So we know the sheriff's office of Broward County, which I call Coward County, failed miserably at their job it is a failed sheriff's office sorry run by by woke uh you know whatever today's gender affirming nonsense they're all for it they, they, they're all for it which shows they don't have the common sense god gave seafood but here's something we we don't really talk much about when it comes to what happened. We know about the Parkland shooting. We hear David Hogg, who claimed to be a victim. He wasn't even there. He's just a publicity hog is what he is. But this guy, Nicholas Cruz, everybody knew he was a a ticking time bomb. He had mental health issues. And the system, Broward County, they failed They failed miserably. He had a violent streak at a young age. He had gone through many difficulties at home. And so he's under counseling. He was under counseling at the time all this was going on. And this is something that I have been screaming to the rooftop about for ages. Violent video games. Oh, yeah. Nicholas Cruz, you ready for this? These woke counselors. This is why I don't trust the medical profession or or even psychology anymore. These people are morons. They're idiots. They're dangerous. They prescribe drugs and they tell this kid, hey, what you need to do is just play violent video games. (laughs) That'll, That'll cure you. His counselors supported the use of of excessive playing of violent video games. They even said he ought to get a punching bag, maybe do some target practice. Sure, that's a good idea. And they thought that would contain his violent tendencies? See, they don't want to deal with the root cause of the issue because to deal with the root cause, to deal with the root cause, 
means you have to to acknowledge systematic failures, parental issues, and a lot of other things they don't want to deal with. They didn't they didn't treat his condition. They're the ones in my opinion created the monster that ended up at Parkland. And the fact that they have walked away unsued as far as I know is rather scary. I'm telling you, anytime you find a government-leaning woke, a government-leaning left, a government talking more about transgenderism and LBGTQ and rainbows, the more they, they're into that in their discussion, the more insidious and dangerous these governments become. And the same is true with school systems in those kind of places where they are run by liberal or I should say leftist Democrats. When the school system is run by Democrats, you have a lousy educational system. How do we deal with this? Well, number one, people that are, shall we say, woke, need to go broke. They need to be pushed out of their offices because they're dangerous to society, they're dangerous to you, and they'll rob your freedom in a heartbeat. When I was looking at the live courtroom in Broward County, there was one of the prosecuting people sitting there at, the, at his desk wearing a face diaper, which goes to show the man doesn't have common sense. He still believes in the magic mask, the magic mask that'll stop the coronavirus dead in its tracks. It is a political statement. There is no justification any longer. We know it now that face diapering is a farce. Even the CDC is backing off of it because they know the narrative about COVID is collapsing around them like a building that has been imploded. Another failure of government. Or was it intended to be what it was? I think that it was a little bit of both. Failure, wokeness, power control, power hungry. And see, it's not just limited to state governments or big governments. It even happens in smaller communities, like under 30 or 40,000 people. Anywhere left-leaning governments have taken over. Anywhere that it happens. You begin to see some pretty bad behavior, even within police departments. Hate to say it. There's a case going to the Supreme Court of the United States. And this case comes out of northeastern Ohio. I've been to that part of the world a number of times in my life, even lived there for a period. Granted, I've lived down toward Akron and Canton, but I got up to uh, Cleveland quite a bit, so I'm very familiar with the with the town and, and the city of Parma, Ohio. Moon over Parma, won't you bring my love to me? Shine on the freeway and guide her AMC. Get her past those radar mounties. Bring her to Lake County. Moon over Parma tonight. So here's the story. Anthony Novak from Parma, Ohio, created a Facebook page way back in 2016, and it was a parody of his local police department. Now, the page was superficially resembling the department's official Facebook page, which I've looked at, 
But its contents were obviously too far outlandish to be easily mistaken, you know, for the real department's communications. And this Facebook page had a number of satirical posts with all kind of things that anybody with a rational mind would know was totally nonsensical. Well, here's what happened. The police department, they decided to investigate this. Now, understand, the page was only up for 12 hours. Novak noticed there was a story on the evening news that the police had seen this Facebook page and they were not happy, so he just voluntarily took it down. That should have been the end of it. But no, not in Parma. Uh uh uh, not in Democrat run Parma. The Parma police behaved irrationally. They went and got a warrant for his arrest. They went to his home at night to arrest him, take his, you know, electronics. He was in jail four days until he could raise bail. Now, he was acquitted at trial. But see, what the police in Parma did was they trampled on his First Amendment right. The courts have upheld over and over again that speech that the police don't like or government doesn't like, too bad. Deal with it. Even parody and satire and mockery are protected speech. But no, not not to the Parma police, man. They're going to they're going to make an example out of this poor guy. Like I say, the case was dismissed and, you know, Novak sued because his constitutional rights had been were trampled upon and the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals, well, they upheld the city's point of view and now it's headed to the Supreme Court. I'm sorry, just because a government doesn't like to be ridiculed doesn't give a government the right to stormtrooper into your home and put you under arrest. Retaliation, well, it needs to be dealt with. And what they did was absolutely, totally wrong. Shame on the Parma Police Department. You're acting more like the Stasi or the Gestapo. We're going bowling, so don't lose her in Solon. story that I just shared goes back about, you know, five, six years to 2016. And it shows that we've been on this decline of governments beginning to not want to be criticized. More and more, they don't want to receive criticism. Listen, parody and criticism of government officials, including police, has been held to be protected speech. And any of those officers should have had enough training somewhere along the way to be certified as a police officer to know, to know they didn't have anything for probable cause for his arrest. They did it. They did it to make an example, and they thought they could get away with it. And I hope the Supreme Court takes this up. See, we're living, this is what's important. You can say, well, Bob, you know, they should know. They shouldn't. Let me explain something. When you begin to cross certain lines, it becomes easier and easier to move the goalpost. This is what the Joe Biden administration is doing right now. There are people in jail, people under investigation, people that are being stopped at airports and arrested on these stupid, bogus charges that really shouldn't be held up in court. It's all to shut you down and to put fear into people. Don't you dare criticize old Joe. 
Old Joe is in charge of this nation, and you, you can't say anything mean about him. The media will defend him. I mean, earlier this week, earlier this week, Joe Biden sat down with CNN for an hour, a whole hour. And you would think that in an hour, a number of important questions could be, could be asked and answers given. But there's less than 15 minutes that they were able to come up with out of an hour of videotaping an interview. Why? Because Joe Biden is mentally ill. He's having cognitive issues. He couldn't get through an interview with a friendly CNN reporter. Imagine had that been Tucker Carlson. Not that I'm saying that Fox News reporters are all that great all the time, but I'm saying... Good if he withstood that kind of an interview, doubtful. Doubtful, he'd probably be screaming and cursing before it's over. And you got John Fetterman in Pennsylvania. Obviously, obviously they're protecting him. He shouldn't be running for the United States Senate. He had a stroke. And he is now dealing with recovery issues that may last for years. That's going to impact his ability to serve. And so how he can be as high in the polls go to show just how far gone we are as a nation. I was reading an article the other day, and it made me think, and I want to put this in perspective. One of the things the Democrats like to brag about, and and listen, I got plenty of criticism for Republicans too, but we're, it's not just a one-sided, you know, uh, one-sided criticism here. Democrats like to brag that they're making inroads in highly educated suburbs, okay? At face value, that sounds pretty impressive. But what does a highly educated suburb look like today? People that have gone to colleges and universities over the past 20 or 25 years, these woke establishments of one-sided mentality and indoctrination. In today's colleges and universities, you're no longer allowed to think for yourself. If somebody dares to bring a conservative speaker onto a campus, all the Democrat socialist kids whine, scream, and and have little fits, little temper tantrums. They destroy things, break things, curse and scream and cry and demand a safe place, demand that they get rid of that evil, mean conservative that has an opinion different than mine, even though your opinion probably is rather stupid. And see, we have an educational failure It's an educational failure that starts in kindergarten and it runs right through colleges and universities, many of them, not all. This has been coming on for a number of years. I can remember when I was graduating high school 50 years ago, had a young English teacher. I never could figure out what his politics were. It didn't matter. But he taught us how to be critical thinkers and how to defend what we believed. I'll never forget him. He had a great impact on my life. And I didn't realize how much of an impact it was until I got into my 30s and realized that I I try to be balanced in all that I do and think, and I try to listen and understand even both sides, and then I can understand why I disagree with something. It's not just a response. It's not just a feeling. I've got a reason to disagree with somebody that's based in common sense 
and also for me personally from a Christian worldview. But today, the colleges and universities, they're they're all about every new strangeness that comes down the pike. And if you don't accept it, they will crush you. They will silence you. They will cancel you. They've been doing this for years. And so where do our teachers in our high schools come from? Those same colleges and universities. So they bring that wokeness. They bring that mentality. They bring that political viewpoint into their classrooms. And now we have school boards in many cities that are also equally as derelict, equally as as spiritually, morally, and intellectually bankrupt as their teachers. You have teachers that are bragging about grooming kids into transgenderism. Nothing like a teacher saying, I have a whole classroom of second graders that I can groom, and I've got so many that have identified to me in the second grade, in the second grade. I've shared this before in the program. I'm not going to share it again, but this teacher is saying, I had this one student that came out trans, and and then I, I told the the other students about it, and I, I discovered I had a number of trans students in my class, and I'm going to help them in their transition, and I'm never going to tell their parents. This is, this is the failure of our school system. This is the failure of our colleges and universities. This is the failure of even preschools in some parts of the country, and these are so-called educated people now that the Democrats are making inroads with. No, these are indoctrinated people. These are people that have lost their common sense, their ability to think for themselves, that have become extremely narcissistic and want to celebrate their sinful life and never be criticized. This is the failure we have to live with today, and we're paying a price. We're paying a price. We are getting the government in the United States we deserve. Saw this story, an American update. What a pickle we're in. And every bit of it is deliberate. Joe Biden is inept. He's either mentally ill, cognitively dis, can, you know, disengaged, that's the only, or he is so given into a reprobate spirit that he can no longer determine the difference between good and evil. He doesn't have common sense. He doesn't think logically. He is bought into the climate change hysteria and narrative, which the more you study it, the more you realize it's a bunch of baloney. It is a changing set of goalposts because they can't, they, they tried to tell us back in the 70s. I remember moving to Akron, Ohio in 1972, thinking that it's going to be getting colder and colder because of mankind. The Cuyahoga River been on fire a couple of years before in the Akron and Cleveland area. And I thought we were doomed and we're all going to die by, by 1985 or 1990 at the latest. If we, we're going to be, I'm going to have to move south just to get away from the never-ending blizzards. I did move south. And the blizzards got a little bit less for a while up north. Now they're back in some parts of the country. They keep trying to move the goalpost on climate change. And whatever the weather is, it's man's fault. They lie to us about hurricanes. I mean, to listen to these idiots on television, Don Lemon or Don Lamont, whatever his name is, I don't even want to know. 
The man is a fool. The man is a reprobate. The man is untrustworthy. The man is a liar. He has no business being on television claiming he's a journalist. He's none of it. He's just a sick individual that they parade on television. And he tries to get a conversation going a while back about, well, hurricanes are getting stronger and fiercer because of climate change. And the guy from from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration said, no, 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 that's not right. And he wouldn't hear about it. No, Don Lamont is not going to hear about it. So he just cuts the interview off. Don't confuse me with the truth. I've got something to tell the American people. I'm Don Lamont. Or I work at CNN or MSNBC. You know, the, the, the girls at the spew, the view, whatever you want to call it, climate change. And, you know, and, and DeSantis doesn't believe in climate change. He must be an idiot. No, you're an idiot. You can't even prove the moving goalpost of climate change. And they have been moving and moving and moving for 50 years. It was global warming in the 1990s when that was not happening. I can remember back, I guess it was around 2004 or five, you know, Al Gore and all their people heading off to to a conference on global warming. And they had to cancel it because of blizzards and snow and an extreme cold. What happened to global warming? And so when that narrative could no longer be sustained, when it, the earth was not warming, there are charts that show the up and the downs of temperatures and climate over a period of time. And there's a repeating pattern. And we were in one and entering in now to another. But see, somehow it's climate change. It's man-made. We have to listen to people like Greta Thunberg. She's the expert on climate change. You stole my childhood. And she speaks to these governments with authority. And she's totally ignorant. She's just a mindless drone of her handlers. We are failed by our institutions. We are failed by science on things like climate change. We have enough energy in the ground here in the United States. And the figures vary a little bit between 400 and 500 years worth of energy in the ground that we can get. And something tells me if the world is still here in 500 years, if the world were still here in 500 years, technology at its normal pace would accommodate new and reliable energy sources and not trying to force things that we haven't fully developed as great as our technology has become in a hundred years. You know, 150 years ago, we got the electric light bulb. A hundred years ago, we had the beginnings of radio. And here we are today in a computer age, the internet, satellites, technology, and our technology is exploding at an exponential rate. But you can't legislate that we have to have these, you know, windmills and, and solar panels. They, they both have their own inherent failures and faults and areas of unreliability. Time will take care of the problem. It always does. 
we have the ability to meet our energy needs and this idea that carbon is evil is actually part of, in my opinion, a satanic plan. Human beings are carbon-based. Our planet is carbon-based. Our plant life is carbon-based. Our life is carbon-based. And carbon is now the enemy? What kind of stupidity is that? Yet we're indoctrinating our kids, carbon bad, carbon footprint bad, carbon bad. Well, you're saying you're bad. You're saying cows are bad. You're saying plants are bad. You're saying the world is bad because it is carbon-based. What kind of foolishness is this? I've got a lot more to share on the other side. Some other stories. Yeah, the era of cheap food and cheap gasoline is over. It's by design. They're making you afraid of carbon, and you are carbon-based. You are the problem. And the Biden administration, Joe Biden, either unwillingly or... Maybe he maybe he is a little smarter than we give him credit for. Maybe he is really maybe he is a doctor evil after all. And he just pretends that he doesn't know what he's doing. We have two of the most inept people I've ever seen in the presidency and the vice presidency in the United States today. We found the two dumbest people in America to lead us, or they are basically the two dumbest people that can be controlled by the deep state and those that do not have your best interest at heart. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about that, where we've been, and where we're going. And I'm going to share some memories and a few additional thoughts. If you believe in the mission and ministry of Truth to Ponder, I need to hear from you. Today's one of those programs I had great hopes for, and I hope that I'm doing the job. I hope I'm getting through On Fridays, tomorrow, I'm going to be giving you a message of hope. I try to do that at least once a week. But I need to give you just maybe a different look at what's going on around you. Don't buy everything the media says, even so-called conservative media. There's a lot of, I know I'm going to be running over just a little bit here, but it's got to be said, there are a a lot of websites, a lot of programs, podcasts, videocasts, whatever that are out there. And a lot of you encourage me to look at some of them, and I do from time to time, but I've discovered too many of them. Too many of them will make a lot of claims that never happen, and they just pretend they didn't say what they said. And people keep going back for more and more and more. I don't get it. How can somebody make predictions and say something's going to happen and that doesn't happen, and people keep supporting and they keep going back for more? If anything, I'm extremely cautious on the stories that I share with you. I don't want to ever have to come back to you and say, you know something, I was totally wrong. That wasn't true. And I've had guests on this program that have said things that I disagree with, and I've come back and I've explained why I disagree. And and I'm not, I don't want to brag on myself here, but I've, I've just felt it's important that if I say something, you know that I'm not going to have to retract it later because I jumped in there with some, you know, scary headline to catch your attention. Half the population will be dead by fall. I've, I've, I've read that one because of this. And I, I disagree with it when I heard it. I knew that many people would, would not do well because of the vaccine, but I wasn't going to go to these outrageous numbers that couldn't be backed up. 
And I can think of a number of websites, a number of well-viewed, well-funded video casts that made those claims and they were wrong. And they're still there. And here we are just struggling to get our voice heard. If you can help keep this voice of reason out there, would you consider making a gift to, to this ministry? You can go to our website, truththenumber2ponder.com, truththenumber2ponder.com. You can go to the support tab. You'll see our mailing address and a couple of ways you can support us. Give, Send, Go, the Christian Crowdsource Fund funding organization is, my, is the preferred one to use if you want to do it online. If you prefer to, to mail your gift, you can make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio. And our, and even if you put the name Ancient Word Radio or Truth to Ponder or even my name, it doesn't matter, it comes to a P.O. box. And I have all those names listed so they know they all belong to us. And the P.O. box is P.O. box 510. P.O. box 510. And the city is Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia. Chilhowee, Virginia, and the zip code in Chilhowee, Virginia is 24319. Once again, that zip code, 24319. 24319. And we will be right back. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Heaven in the gaps. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now during the Feast of Sukkot, or Tabernacles, the Jewish people would dwell in sukkahs. These were tabernacles, dwellings made out of branches. Now according to Jewish law, when you built your sukkah, you had to leave gaps in the roof so that when you sat underneath it, you could see the sky and the clouds and the night you could see the moon and the stars. In the same way, in your life, there are gaps. And some of these God wants to fill up, but other gaps in your life are heavenly. When you look at your life and you look at what's missing, maybe money or comfort or success or, or uh, friends or a good marriage or health or youth or whatever it is, these things are not always bad. In fact, sometimes they're good and sometimes you need them because some of these things are the gaps in your sukkah. They are the gaps through which you see heaven. You see, if you had everything you wanted on earth, if your life could be a neat, complete little dwelling on earth, you wouldn't need God and you wouldn't see heaven. But the very gaps that you want closed in your life are often the very gaps you need for your own good. They're the gaps in the roof of your sukkah. They're there that you might not get comfortable and forget the most important thing in your life. They're there so you might see through the earthly things which pass away and beyond to the skies, the stars, the heavens, the face of God. So rejoice in what you have and rejoice in what you don't because in the absences, the gaps of your life, these are the gaps of the sukkah through which you see heaven. Want more? Ask for heaven through the branches. Now the free gift for you. From the sands of Judea to the wings of the cherubim, the awesome mystery of the temple doors. You'll love it and sapphires guaranteed to bless your socks off. How do you get all these free gifts? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be so blessed, but call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to minister with me. 
together, bringing salvation to God's chosen people, Israel, and the unreached peoples of all nations on five continents with over a billion people. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. I'd love to hear from you. Just write to the nice Jewish boy at box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy. It's 1111. It's Lodi, New Jersey. And the zip, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, and Messiah. Sar Shamayim, the Prince of Heaven. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder for this Thursday. So glad that so many of you take the time to listen to this program. Got a couple of other stories I want to share before the end of the program, but I want to want to just take a little personal moment here. This weekend marks a very special anniversary in my life. This Sunday, October 16th, I turned 68 years old. And that's a scary thought. I don't think of myself as somebody nearing 70. I just don't. I I wonder, as I said last week, where did 50 years go since I graduated high school? I wasn't even, I turned, I was 17 in June when I graduated. And I was still 17 in July, August, September, and in October. I mean, I was kind of a young guy to be working and then going to school and all that I was doing, but a lot of kids don't want to do that today. We don't teach personal responsibility and even taking care of yourself like we used to. Too many kids are dependent upon others to take care of them for them, to think for them, to do their stuff for them. Now there's exceptions to all of that, but we came up in a different time. I was born, like I say, in 1954. I don't remember 1954. I don't really don't remember much of anything until maybe 1958. That's be the beginning of my of my memories about 1958. When you're about three and four, you begin to remember stuff. But I'm a product of the 1950s, the greatest generation, those that served in, in the Second World War. And the way I was raised at that time was totally different than the world in which we are being raised today. Now, I've shared this, and I'm going to share a little bit more tomorrow on how, you know, God's hand can really be on your life, whether you see it at times or not. I know that when I was growing up, I was very blessed to be in a Christian home. We were definitely not in the wealthiest neighborhood. We were not in the poorest. We were just in in average area. And and my father was in construction, ended up getting into more industrial construction about the time that I was probably 11 or 12. And about the time I was getting ready to turn, you know, 13, we moved to a small town in upstate New York. I guess I was still 12 at the time. And I did my high school years in a small town. Now, 
I had lived in the metropolitan New York area, 30 miles basically east on Long Island. And, you know, you didn't worry about a whole lot of anything back in those days. Kids stayed out till after dark. We played. I was never much into athletics, but I had friends. You could ride your bicycle almost anywhere. You didn't worry about your bicycle getting stolen. You didn't worry about getting beat up or all kind of nonsense. It was just a different time. And we've lost the innocence of those days. Even when I got to upstate New York, did kids fight? Of course they did. Did those fights keep them enemies forever? No, not at all. We lived in a different time, in a different place than we are today. Today, we are dominated by all these deceitful claims about the pandemic. We're finding out now, I saw this story, and I'm sure many of you did too, and it it pretty well amplifies what we claimed on this program from the evidence that was already leaking out almost two years, well, about a year and a half ago, that the vaccines were not doing any good at stopping you from getting or spreading COVID-19. That was becoming increasingly obvious Though the mainstream media, Facebook and Twitter, they would shut you down and scream that you're a liar and they would just deplatform you. You would lose your ability to collect income for your writings at a lot of places if you dared challenge the narrative saying, you know, the vaccine is not stopping the spread. That's misinformation. And you have reprobate governors like Gavin Newsom and that gruesome Newsom wants to run for president. You think Biden is bad? This guy would be the one that could finish off the United States and hand it on a silver platter platter to the World Economic Forum. Believe me, that would be his goal, to be among the elites. Nancy Pelosi. And I got to say this too, and I've mentioned this before, but I'm going to just remind you of this again. People like Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi and others, they they talk about their deep abiding faith. They're good Catholics. Now, I'm not going to argue Catholicism one way or the other. That's not my point. But there's one thing that is a truism that cannot be denied. The Roman Catholic Church, whether you agree with them on anything else or not, is 100% correct on this one item. Life begins at conception and taking life selfishly from the womb is murder, period. End of discussion. Abortion is murder, especially when done for reasons of convenience. But see, Nancy Pelosi, the the good Catholic that prayed for President Trump, Joe Biden, the good Catholic that keeps a rosary in his pocket, they're liars. They're not Catholic. They don't believe what the church teaches. And honestly, they don't believe what Christianity has taught for for generations. The Bible's been very clear, going way back, that taking a life in the womb is murder, period. And yet we, the Democrats think that's going to be their winning strategy. January 6th, an abortion. We need more abortion. It's Moloch worship. Infanticide is something that pagan gods demand, and pagan gods are nothing more than demons. The demonic realm wants to kill and destroy, so their religions demand you kill children. 
Seems pretty cut and dry to me. And so today we live in this age where we worry about national security is all about climate change, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And wearing face diapers and, you know, keeping the virus alive as long as we can. A lot has changed in the 68 years since I was born. I've seen a lot of changes. I don't feel like I'm going to be 68. I'm having a hard time accepting the number. I feel more like I'm 38, maybe 28. And my memories of 50 years ago and 40 years ago are extremely vivid. And I've seen some of the good changes and I've watched many of the horrible changes in my lifetime. And so, you know, as I celebrate my birthday this weekend, I also am chronicling how far our nation has fallen in 50 years, how far Canada has fallen in 50 years, how far the United Kingdom and Australia and pretty much all of Europe has fallen in 50 years. I knew years ago that Christians had abandoned the faith after World War II in Europe. They were just walking away. The next generation, uh, those born in, during World War II, they, just, they were not going to be faithful at all. And so just a tiny minority of people are even involved with anything that resembles a church. And most of the churches that exist in Europe are basically, well, they are no longer Christian churches. I'll just put it that way. They're an abomination. They preach a false gospel. They celebrate sin. And so the number of people that are truly Christians today is a small minority. Now, I ran into this other story the other day, and I want to kind of just, this explains a lot. Uh, we, we can talk about COVID. We do a lot on this program, and we will talk about the failure of the vaccines. Hey, that was interesting too, by the way. You saw that, you know, the European Union, they're having hearings about these vaccines, and Pfizer now admits that they never, they never did study to find out would this vaccine stop you from getting or spreading COVID. They didn't want to know. Because see, if they knew... Listen to me carefully on this. If in 2000, in 2000, when they were going for the emergency use authorization, if they had to admit any study that said, oh, by the way, this vaccine doesn't stop you from getting or spreading COVID, it may reduce your personal symptoms, it would have never qualified under the law for emergency use authorization. It just would never have happened because, see, you would have violated the premise of the law. And so they never did the study because they didn't want to know the answer. Well, the answer is now clear after two years. Well, not quite two years, but, you know, a year year and nine months later, we, we now know that these vaccines absolutely do not stop you from getting or spreading the virus or its variants, period. In fact, if anything, it lowers your immune system. And so people that are vaccinated are the ones that are coming down with COVID more than one time. But nobody wants to admit that. Facebook still has their phony vaccine information page. Get vaccinated. I want to throw up every time I see this stupid commercial on conservative media trying to implore to your heart to 
Did you know that 80% of the people that died of COVID were over the age of 50? Go out and get your vaccine today. Why? Let me give you another number. 80% of those that died of COVID. Yeah, they were over the age of 50. And more than 80% of those over the age of 50 were actually over the age of 80. They were pretty much at the same average age of when a person normally dies or older. Number two, there are enough doctors that have put their reputations on the line. And they are credible doctors. And the, the information that is coming out is just undeniable that 80% of those that died of COVID-19 in the United States in particular and probably elsewhere because the protocols are all the same. Those that died over these two plus years, going on three when you get to next year, 80% of those that died should should not have died had they been properly treated. We had a protocol in place demanded by the NIH, the CDC, and the FDA that ensured a high rate of death. It ensured it. If we treated the flu the way we treated COVID, we would have the same kind of death rate with the flu. If you look at COVID in the eyes of had we treated it properly, And you have doctors that have their licenses on the line that successfully treated patients that didn't die, but they're being, they're having their licenses threatened because they wouldn't follow the protocol that guaranteed death. This makes me wonder, did the powers that be, did they consider a lot of Americans dying that were elderly, collateral damage that was acceptable to get rid of Trump? Is that what the world wanted? Collateral damage. These people died to give us power. And I really believe the more I've prayed about this, the more I've studied this, the more I read about this, the demonic minds that these globalist people have have been perverted by literally demonic oppression. And they've been given over to believe a lie. They're going to get their power. And they really believe that millions of people dying around the world was acceptable to them. Just like Hitler thought millions dying in World War II was acceptable damage. Because the ends always justify the means. Especially when the means, you know, what, what is the goal is thoroughly demonic. And sadly, that's the world in which we live. Climate change, that's, that's the big thing. We See, we, we learn we can have lockdowns. We can make people stay at home. There's some people out there that still have these stupid profiles that go, stay home, stay safe. It was all a lie, every bit of it. Did people get COVID? Yes. And 80%, I believe firmly, from all that I've seen and read, died unnecessarily. And they died alone. And those that pulled this off, including Dr. Fauci, should be stripped of being a doctor, stripped of his government pension, and put in prison. They all had their hand in developing this virus that killed. 
They all had their hand in protocols that guaranteed a higher death number to accumulate more power. And how do I say this? They deserve the death penalty for what they've done because they did it knowingly when they did it. This is not a matter of, oops, we made a mistake. They were aware of what they were doing when they did it. We've got another problem occurring in this country. There's an article that came out in, in, in 2007 that I think is rather alarming. A new study back in 2007 noticed that there was a substantial drop in U.S. men's testosterone levels since the 1980s. It had been dropping by about 1% a year. And that explains a lot of, I think, some of the issues that are going on and trying to get to this feminization of our society is rather scary. If you are biologically a male, you have both testosterone and estrogen in your system, but you have more testosterone. If you're a woman, it's just the opposite. You have some testosterone, but you also have estrogen. It becomes dominant. But there is a special balance between the two, depending if you're a male and a female. And as testosterone levels have declined in men, it also has been noted to be declining in women. And it seems to coincide with a rise in the number of breast cancer cases that we see today. And that's something that I really want to take a look at. These kind of cancers. What is, what is the reason that we're losing all this testosterone in our society, the feminization of men. And we do it in our school systems too. We don't have men standing up as men and fathers and role models like we used to. We have destroyed the family by design, I believe. You know, one of the blessings I have being born in the 50s, raised in the late 50s and 60s and into the real early 1970s. My mother never had a job. She didn't have to work outside of the home. My dad made a sufficient income to to take care of our needs. We had a small home that was adequate. We lived in a nice little community and we didn't worry about having our needs met. We weren't rich, but we weren't poor. We had things that were important in our lives, like we went to church. Those are things that, you know, were never compromised in our home. And I never wanted to not go. Being raised in it and believing in it, it became a part of my identity. And it still is to this day. We have a lot to to deal with. And this whole thing about climate change, it's just another way to get control. And I predict, and I've said this before, that that there's going to come a point if the leftists keep scoring more of our governments around the world, unless people rebel and push back, the next lockdowns where you must stay home and away from going shopping into the storm and limited control, you know, they're going to limit where you can go, is going to be all about climate change. See, we have to get rid of the gasoline automobile because it's going to destroy the planet. And we have to go to electric cars, but we really can't make enough electricity. So, you know, you just can't travel as much as you used to. And unless you have a really good reason for travel, 
you know, you shouldn't even fly. We need to minimize the number of aeroplanes and jets that are flying in the skies and reserve them for the people like the John Kerry's and and all the the climate baloney artists that are making fortunes off the phony climate change narrative. And then we need to separate people and and talk about diversity and equity and inclusion. And we include everybody except conservatives. Everything that is that is weird, everything that is that is demonic, everything that is reprobate, that must be celebrated and and the regular family must be eliminated. We can't have a mother and father anymore. Even the United States Air Force will not let you say the words. You're not, they're telling them at the Air Force Academy, we no longer use the term mom and dad. It's our parental units. Huh? Yeah, because you could have two dads or two moms or three moms or who knows what. Whatever perversion of the day we celebrate. Even the United States Navy had a video and I shared some of the audio a month or two ago where they had this video out there that we need to really be, we need to be sensitive about somebody's chosen pronouns. We need to ask, what are your preferred pronouns? He or her or it or uh, who knows what? Or they in the plural? I mean, this is insanity and this is being institutionalized in our government, in our military. Listen, you can say what you want about our military. It hasn't won a war since the Second World War. That's the last time we won, was 1945, nine years before I was even born. That makes it like 80 years ago, almost, since we won a war. We didn't win Vietnam. We didn't win in, in the Middle East, in the war on terror. We didn't win anywhere. We have a stalemate in Korea to this day. A Cold War that ended in with Russia. And now we've got Biden stoking up the flames of nuclear war. I don't understand why. There's a lot that needs to be discussed. And sometimes the world seems to be a totally hopeless place. And, you know, its destiny is sure. But even in all of this, there is hope to be found. We'll talk about that on tomorrow's program. If you believe in our mission and ministry here at Truth to Ponder, we really want to expand our outreach. Would you consider today writing a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? Ancient Word Radio. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 510, Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia. The zip code in Chilhowee is 24319. Once again, the zip code 24319. You also can support us from our website, truththenumber2ponder.com. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.